All right, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. In time past, we walked according to that. Same spirit. All right, now, I want to read some more scripture, and I'll just give you the verse, and I'll read it just for time's sake. If you want it, you can have my notes. You can write it down and look it up and read it for yourself later. But Genesis chapter 6, verse 11 through 13. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Do you all know what that word is? You know what that word in Hebrew is? Hamas. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence. Same word again. Through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Now the earth was filled with violence. That's the only time the earth's ever been filled with with violence. It's always, we've always had violence. Always will. Until the Lord is sitting on the throne ruling this earth. There's going to be violence. It's a result of sin. It's part of sin's effects. Ezekiel chapter 8 and verse 17 through 18. Now, the earth was filled with violence, but nations can be filled with violence. People can be filled with violence. A home can be filled with violence. Then he said unto me, Hast thou seen this, O son of man? Is it a light thing to the house of Judah that they commit the abominations which they commit here? For they have filled the land with violence and have returned to provoke me to anger and lo, they put the branch to their nose. I wondered what that meant. And, and you know, I won't get in. I don't want to stop there. Therefore will I also deal in my fury. Mine eyes shall not spare, neither will I have pity. And though they cry in mine ears with a loud voice, yet will I not hear them. All right, they fill the land with violence. Now the Lord's going to deal with them and he's going to judge with them. But the Lord is not dealing with them in violence. I want you to understand tonight what violence is. And there is a spirit of violence. And that's the spirit that worketh in the children of disobedience. It always has. It always has since the beginning. Cain killed his brother Abel. That was violence. He did it with hatred and envy and, 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 and pride that was hurt. Ezekiel chapter 28 and verse 16. Now we know that in Ezekiel chapter 28... The, the Bible is referring to Satan. I mean, it describes him to a T. And it talks about, and I won't read all that, I just want to read verse 16 so that you understand where this violent spirit originates and, and who, I, who it's identified with. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence. And thou hast sinned. Therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. That's what God said to the devil. Because he was filled with violence. Violence is one of the main concerns of people in any time. Is it a concern of yours? Yes, it is. That's why you have guns. Yeah. Do you have a gun because you want it because you're violent? No, you have a gun, a way to protect yourself now because of violent people that are all around us. Yeah. yeah. There's a big difference in being violent and 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 just protecting yourself. And and I'll try to make that clear. But the world's been a violent place ever since sin entered into this world. And it's never been completely absent. Violent has, violence has never been absent. It's always been somewhere or another. But it is, 
but it's waxed and waned in its intensity, waned in its intensity through history. There's been violent times. Like 80 years ago in World War II, the world was a violent place. It was a violent place, but it wasn't filled with violence, even though it was a world war. And there was war around the world. It wasn't filled with violence. There's a difference. There was only one time in history so far that the earth has been filled with violence, and that was in Noah's day. And Jesus told us that just before His second coming, the world would be like Noah's day. Didn't He? That's what He he warned us about. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. So it'll be filled with violence. You think it is yet? No, it's not. Now we see violence everywhere. And it's concerning to anybody that uh, cares about anything. It always has been. People react to it differently. A lot of people just stick their head in the sand like an ostrich and say, I don't care, it ain't happening, it ain't here. And so I don't care. It's on the other side of the world. You know, we read books, we were reading a book here last year, sometime this year, I don't remember when, some months ago, but it's about some pioneers that lived in the frontier back in the 1700s, which was Virginia and West Virginia, Western Virginia and, Virginia, uh, and West Virginia, what is now West Virginia. And they didn't have anything to worry about except Indians. And they were isolated from everything and everybody. You can get in. There wasn't roads that went there or anything. But France and Britain got in a war on the other side of the world. And guess what happened before it was over? They were there at their doorstep. It affected their life. It changed their life. It always does. So, you know, you can deal with it ever how you want to deal with it, but it's... uh, And people always do. But that's not my point tonight. We want to, what we want to do is make this a personal application here tonight. So, you know, the world looks like it's, like we look at it, we look at this spiraling violence everywhere. And most of the world are fearful about what's going to happen. And, you know, people are so unbalanced. I have a hard time trying to talk to people or deal with people or understand people in this matter. <clears throat> Why should, you know, Christians shouldn't be scared. Well, I'm not scared. It's not fear. But uh, what would you do if the violence came in that door right now? What would you do? What would you feel? Yeah. You don't even, what we do is we just blank it out of our mind. You don't even know what's going on within shouting distance of us right now. And the houses all around us, you don't know who's out of their mind on drugs and who's got a gun or a knife or what's going on. And so you think all is well, all is well. But the violence grows and it reaches us. The spirit of violence. The spirit that worketh in the children of disobedience. The basic definition of violence is to do wrong. To cheat. To damage. Now that's the definition of violence. You can look at it any way you want to. You can look at it in any dictionary. You can look at it in Strong's Concordance. You can come up. That's the definition of violence. It's to do wrong. Now God does not do wrong, does He? So God does not do violence. God judges violence. He deals with violence, with force, which is not violence. Violence is done with cruelty, with wrong. It's to be an unrighteous witness, a false witness, do injustice, oppress. That's violence, to do hurt. It's what people are doing to their bodies by poking them and cutting them and painting on them, tattooing them, not painting on them. You're doing damage. You're doing violence to yourself. What is this thing about self-hurt? Self-harm, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's violence. 
It's violence. Violence is when you do it with malintent. Am I saying it right? Malignity. Malice. Its root and its motive has to be distinguished from the response that it demands. To fight fire with fire is not necessarily from the same motive and cause as the violent have. Are you following me? Mm-hmm. Now, you can react to violence with violence. If you're, if, it, if you're just reacting out of anger and vengeance and got to draw blood, that's violence. Wrong. Both wrong. The violent man, there's a great difference between a violent man and a peaceful man. The violent man desires violence. Loves it. Thrives on it and enjoys it. You ever know anybody like that? I've been, I'm 66 years old. I went to school. I've grown up. I've lived my life and I've seen people all the way through that are violent people. That's all they want to do is fight. Whether with their, this sword or with their fist or whatever. All they want to do is fight. Mm -hmm. Cause a ruckus. Cause people to be angry, to hurt people. You know the deal that's going on over there? Who in their right mind can look at that and not see who's the good guy and who's the bad guy? But that's what I'm trying to get at here tonight. The peaceful man hates violence, empathizes, sympathizes, with the victims of violence and does everything in his power to avoid violence. Now, there's a spirit involved here and it's the spirit that worketh in the children of disobedience. Is this the way people are? What is the problem with people? They hate each other. They fight. They hurt each other. They steal from each other. They kill each other. They do anything to each other that they want to do. That's what sin is. Violence is because of sin. Anyone that is not possessed by this spirit of violence can discern between the violent man and the peaceful man. Are you hearing me? Anybody that's not possessed with a violent spirit can tell the difference between the good guy and the bad guy. It's, It's to discern between good and evil. Bad guys and good guys. However, those that are possessed with this spirit of violence can't discern between the two. To them, fighting fire with fire is the same thing as as unprovoked violence, just like what we're seeing happen over there. They came across the border, done unspeakable things to old women, babies, everybody. Took all the, all the hostages, they, they just slaughtered people. Yeah. <clears throat> Nobody provoked them to do that. Right. It's just pure evil to anybody that's, right. that's not possessed with the spirit of violence. You want to know what's shocking? Look at the world around you. Oh, yeah. who's, yep. who's discerning the good guys and bad guys here? Right. Who are they discerning as the bad guy? Sure. Well, Israel. Because Israel is raising them to the ground. Yes. They're after the bad guys. They're trying their best to keep from hurting anybody else. But those guys, yes. the Hamas, right. the violent yes. ones. Now, Hamas is an acronym. That H-A-M-A stands for something. But isn't that a coincidence that their name is what? The Bible calls violence the cruel, the wrong, the evil. And that's what they're proud of. Driving around with a woman in the back of a pickup they had slaughtered like a deer, showing showing her off through town and cheering. And the world says they're the good guys. You You want to know another little shock? I read last night that the... That America still supports Israel, but the younger generation does not. How many years before that younger generation is going to be running things, everybody? They're going to be running everything. 
If they are, what are what what spirit is controlling them? For them to look at that situation and say they shouldn't be doing that to these people. They're wrong to vilify the ones who were attacked and just defending themselves. It's a spirit. It's an evil spirit. It works in the children of disobedience. You better watch it in yourself. In your children. To them fighting fire with fire is the same thing. See, they're saying that, you know, if you react toward them and just give them, you fight them with the same weapon. You know, you're supposed to be unarmed, but they got a machine gun. And that's fair. If I get a machine gun, that's not fair. That makes me equal with them. No, sir. No, I don't. I don't carry a gun to kill people with. I don't want to kill nobody. I don't want to shoot nobody. I don't want to hurt nobody. But if somebody come in here or in my home trying to hurt me or her or any of the others, that I would. And that don't make me violent. Would you condemn God then for doing that? Because that's what God does with evil people. He judges them. When the land is filled with violence, God judges that land. You know what He does to judge them? He kills them. Has He got a right to do that? Does that make God a murderer? No. That does not make God a murderer. He gave life. He's got the right. He, I'm thankful God is that way. If God didn't judge evil, and if He didn't stop it, what would happen to us? What kind of world would this be? Well, we ought to just sit and wait and watch and see what God does. No, God uses people. David, what did he praise God for? Because he taught his hands to make war. That means God taught David to go around killing everybody just for the fun of it, like Hamas? No. David did away with the enemies of Israel. So the next king had peace. So his people had peace. That was what David, that was the legacy that David left to his people was peace. Because he stood against evil. To them, there's no such thing as a good guy. No, we're all, we're all the same. Sounds like what you'd hear in church nowadays. <laughs> to them, the violent offender is the victim if anyone tries to stop him or punish him. He's the victim. He comes in doing all the killing and murdering and evil. And when somebody stops him, they're the bad guy. Defund the police. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take away all authority. All the, let's take the criminal side in everything. That's exactly what's been going on for a long time here. The spirit that worketh in the children of disobedience, that is violence. You know, when a judge turns a killer loose on people and he goes out and does it again, or a rapist, then that judge is guilty. Of violence, because he he didn't deal with this violent person. The spirit of violence has been in the world since sin entered into the world. Cain killed his brother, Abel. That's violence. The spirit of violence enters into a person when their pride is hurt, or their selfish interests are denied or delayed. Why did Cain kill Abel? Well, because God accepted Abel's sacrifice, but he refused Cain's sacrifice. His pride was hurt. His brother was favored and he wasn't, so there was envy. And then there was hatred. And then there's murder. That's the way it goes. That's the progression of violence. That's where it starts, is when you're offended. When your pride is offended, the spirit of violence enters in. And begins working on you. That is the door for that spirit to come in. 
You're not keeping your spirit. You're not keeping your mind. Many times it's through a misunderstanding or an outright lie. And it's therefore based upon nothing real. It's simply an imagination that leads to suspicion and then it turns to hatred. You know, it's just—it's so true in every way we turn. I keep referring to that over there. But those men, those people that are raising children in that place over there where those evil men came out of and did what they did, they're teaching them all lies. I don't know if any of you have seen it or not, but I've seen a couple of times one of the the a son of one of the leaders of Hamas who was being groomed to be a leader of Hamas got saved and he made a speech to the United Nations the other day and he told what they are and and he said you know they've lied about everything to all the people and and they're, they're the wrong. They're the devil. Yeah. Well, his life ain't worth a plug nickel if he don't have bodyguards and somebody ain't, because they'll kill him, sure as the world. But I think that's pretty amazing, isn't it? He could see through it. And somehow, somebody, some way, and God's, by God's, Will and orchestration, providence, whatever. How in the world is somebody that deep in that dark of a organization, family, situation, how do they ever see any light? He did. That, may, that shows you how, how powerful the gospel is. And how powerful good is and right in a world that's so filled with violence and darkness. The spirit grows and gains control of the mind and the heart until it takes over the life. Violence can fill a soul. Doesn't have to fill the world. Doesn't have to fill a nation. It can fill a soul. It can fill a home. Have you ever known a home that was full of violence? Oh, yes, I've known a bunch of them. All they do is fight and fuss and bite and devour one another and everything's always just hatred, hatred, hatred. A home is filled with violence when a man beats his wife or his children or when the mother beats her children. It's filled with violence. There's a spirit of violence there. It's not the spirit of God which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, gentleness. That's not the spirit when it's like that. It's filled with violence. What we're seeing now is people whose souls are filled with violence who not only have a problem killing, butchering, and torturing other people, but enjoy doing it and they're proud of it and want others to see them doing it. And you think it's just over there in the Middle East. No, it's right around you. Right here. And it's coming. It's growing. It's, I mean, it is mushrooming fast. And... And, and, you know, that's what I tell people. They say, well, this has been going on since the beginning of time. They've just fought. That's all they've ever done over there is fight. And that's what they're going to keep doing. You are blind mm-hmm. to truth and, and reality here. The generations are changing here. America still supports Israel. I can't believe it. The president we got and the government we got, I'm amazed that, of course, he's having to fight his own handlers because of the way I don't know what's going on but I know that when America doesn't support Israel then what when America's gone then what well look at our president he can't even hardly say a sentence he's old he's going to be gone soon so is all the gener- that generation even though he's a liberal and an absolute basket case as far as morality and anything still stand for Israel and we got a young generation coming on the age of you guys here that is not they don't see things that way at all Israel is a bad guy (laughs) in Berlin they the government of the city told the Jews 
to hide the fact that they're a Jew. Because they're in such danger. In America, the Jews have been attacked and beat. Beat some woman up there that was a college, something to do with the college. Because she's a Jew. Holocaust survivors. Suffering. Some of them were kidnapped, shot. Survived Hitler and still because they're a Jew. Why does everybody hate Israel? Because they're Jews. Well, why do they hate Jews? Because of who they are. Because who they're identified with. Now the Jews over there are as lost as they can be. They're as lost as the rest of the world. They do not understand. They're in darkness. There's a veil over their face. They, they crucified the Lord. <coughs> but God promised Abraham. And he ain't done with that nation. And that's the only reason that they're hated. Have you ever looked at the, like the, the Nobel Prizes and stuff? And seen how many Jews won, have won those? Yeah, and they're, they're like 0.2% of the population of the world and they've won most of them. I mean, have you ever read about all the things that have come out of Israel since it's been there? The, the, the advances in medicine and science and everything else? Why would people hate them? You know, this, this, uh, boy of the this son of the Hamas leader, he said that he spent time in prison in Israel. And some of the murderers that he knew that had murdered Jewish people, the Jews put them through college and everything while they were in prison there to try to help them better their lives. Where does all the water, all the food, all, everything, they support all that bunch. It comes from Israel. Why would they hate them? Why would you bite the hand that feeds you? What if, what if Israel was just sending little squads over into Gaza to kill and butcher a bunch of people ever so often? Or into Lebanon? Or into West Bank? Or anywhere else? What if the United States just sent little squads up in Canada or down in Mexico to just butcher people and make a show of it? Would everybody say we were bad and evil? <laughs> yes! But they can do it and everybody says, well, that's bad, but it's not as bad as them. It's a spirit that makes you crazy. Yes, sir. Like every evil spirit does. Yeah, that's right. Let me find my place again. Before the earth is filled with violence, it has to reach a flashpoint. Like boiling water. Listen to me. The spirit of violence works like boiling water. It progresses slowly until it reaches a certain point and then it begins to boil. Did you ever watch a, a pot of water boil? Say a watched pot never boils. Yes, it does. If you'll just stick it out long enough. <laughs> I've watched it. And, you know, the heat, and yeah, you can see a little steam and then you'll see little bubbles start forming on the bottom. And, and if you'll just stay there, just to, usually you run out of patience and leave and then you come back a minute later and it's... <laughs> but there's just a certain point where it just suddenly starts boiling. Because it reaches that point. And that's just how this is. It's the Spirit that worketh in the children of disobedience. It's working in all sinners in this world. And it gets to a point where <laughs> there's so much of it that it just boils. In Noah's day, the earth was filled with violence and it was preceded. That was preceded by corruption. He said, they've corrupted my way in all flesh on the earth. So what the Bible said? God said to Noah, they've corrupted my way. They've messed up everything. They've added their two cents. They've put their hand in everything. Just like they're doing now. With all of their messing with life, the DNA and manipulating everything and and digging into places that I don't believe God means for them to be. That's right. So, it's like cancer. You know, cancer begins in one cell. Is that right? One cell in your body becomes malignant. And then two. And then... It spreads. But before, by the time you're aware of its presence and it begins to affect your body and you go to the doctor and they say, well, oh, you got cancer. A lot of times it's too late. 
because it's gained such a stronghold and it's so strengthened itself and multiplied itself that it takes a fight to the death to defeat it. The doctor told us when mom had cancer and the chemo, he said, we, he said it's like this. He said, in order to kill the cancer, we have to get as close to killing her as we can without killing her. We have to push her as close to the edge as we can to death in order to kill the cancer. That's the way violence is. That's the way it works in us. It's the way it works in all people. That's the way it works in all people together. It slowly takes over. It's contagious. It's contagious. Road rage? What is that? It's violence. How do people react to road rage? With violence. It's contagious. Maybe that's why Jesus said if somebody smites you on the right cheek, <laughs> on one cheek, turn to him the other also. Yeah. You reckon? He didn't say punch him right in the nose. You got a right. He deserves it. He needs it. Somebody needs to show him. And I'll do it. I volunteer. Not the right spirit. When children hear this kind of thinking and see it in the lives of their parents and others, it quickly becomes their way of thinking and dealing with life and other people. An angry, violent parent is going to have angry, violent children. And their grandchildren are going to be ten times worse. When a whole generation is immersed in violence through video games and movies and things that influence uh, those and those things that influence those around them, you see, maybe you don't do it, but you hang around with people that do it all the time. You're getting it secondhand. It's contagious. We're in real trouble right away when a whole generation is defiled with that spirit of violence. When I was a kid, there were good guys and bad guys, very clearly. It was always the theme of every TV show, you know. Roy Rogers, king of the cowboys, he was a good guy. When the bad guys rode up, everybody knew it. Bad guy. Usually they had black hats on, but you could tell by the way they acted they were bad guys. Because they acted bad. How could you tell? They were violent. They were violent with their mouth. Violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. You can tell by the way they talk. You can tell by what they want, what they do, what they say, how they look at people. It's not that way now. There's no bad and good. And good is evil, and evil is good in everything. Violence is the fruit of sin, and sin always leads there. Someone's going to get hurt, and it's going to be much more hurt than anyone anticipated. In Noah's day, you hear that thing running back there? Mm In Noah's day, the earth was filled with violence and preceded by corruption. Now, the mouth of the wicked is covered with it. It's the basic character of Satan himself, violence. He goeth about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's violent. His, that's the spirit that gets... When that violent spirit gets in you, it's the devil. Not from God. It's madness. Violence is madness. What happens when, when a mob gets going? A lynch mob. A mob that's just looting stores and burning everything. What happens? They call it a mob mentality. You just lose all restraints. It's just, it's just tear up everything, burn everything, kill everything. It's madness. Madness. That's madness over there. War is madness. 
But it's always justified in the mind of the violent. They always justify. Even though he wouldn't want it done to him, he's convinced that he's right to do it to others. How do you figure that? Madness. Insanity. When violence fills a soul, a mind, a heart, a home, a nation, or the world, it becomes the motive behind everything. Listen to me. To look at everyone as, as a potential enemy is to be under the influence of the spirit of violence. You hear me? When you look at everybody like they're your enemy, you look at everybody as a potential enemy. You got to watch them. Watch everybody. Ain't nobody going to get one over on me. It's the spirit of violence. It's not the spirit of God that's leading you to feel that way, to look at others that way. Wouldn't the law of charity cause a person to look at everyone as a potential friend? Instead of a potential enemy? Yes. How can you be right with God if you're looking at everybody as a, and trying to figure out a way to do away with them? Get them out of your, get them out away from you. To not have anything to do with them. You understand? How can you look at people and say, and try to figure out a way to cut them out, cut them out, don't want Violence. It's the spirit of violence. The very desire to see someone else hurt is the influence of that spirit of violence. Is that in you? You want to see somebody else hurt? Bad guys do. Violent people do want to see other people hurt. That's why they do the things they do. That's why they go in a place with a gun and shoot up the school or the theater or the shopping mall or just out on the highway and shoot at people going down the highway mm-hmm. or drop rocks off of overpasses onto cars and just all the evil things that people do. It's a spirit of violence. Romans chapter 12 verse 19 says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. No matter what they've done to desire to see somebody else hurt, no matter what they've done, revenge doesn't fit with charity that beareth all things, endureth all things. Does it? How do you reconcile that? i got to get my revenge, I'll get you back. You can't rest until you've revenged yourself, avenged yourself. And got revenge. Made them pay. The violent spirit takes the reins of the mind and heart, your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts, your desires. It takes control of all of it. And you become filled with violence. You're a violent person. You don't have to be one of those guys that does that kind of stuff. You can just cut everybody to pieces with your tongue. That's violence. You can do as much harm with your tongue as you can with a gun. Sometimes more. They look at the world around them and everyone in it as every man's hand is against me and and me against every man. That's the way it is. It's me against the world. Everybody hates me. Everybody's out to get me. And I know that I've got to protect myself or I'll be taken advantage of. So I'm watching you. That's not wisdom and that's not godliness and that's not prudence. That's violence, spirit. Every perceived offense must be immediately avenged and blood must be drawn. That's a spirit of violence. To use force to stop violent people is not violence because it's not done with a desire to hurt and destroy, but to save and preserve life and peace. Earlier generations understood this a lot clearer than it's all muddled now because of the spirit of violence that is so prevalent in the world and in everything and in everybody's life. They're eat up with it because they can't quit their video games and they can't quit their violent movies and their blood and gore and horror movies. And, and it's, it's possessed a generation here.
Why did they drop an atomic bomb on Japan? Kill 100,000 people at one time, another 150 another time. Why did they do that? To stop the war! To save lives! That's why they did it. They didn't did it to teach them a lesson. Kill as many of them as we can. They weren't going to stop. And we were going to lose thousands more of our men and boys. They did it to save lives. Now the world looks at it and says, you're the only ones that's ever done it. You're violent and you're hateful and mean and that was wrong of you to do it. So we should have just held back and sent another 20,000 boys to die over there or more. The world used to understand this. The, the men who fought the Revolutionary War, they didn't do it in violence. England was violent. They came and we're going to kill you. You're going to do it. We're going to rule over you. You're going to do what we say or we're going to kill you. And they said, no, you're not going to do it to us. That's not, there's, here's a bad guy, good guy. There's the violent person and the person who stops the violence. Violent spirit. When those not possessed with the spirit must rise up to the stop it, they will not stop it without fighting with fire with fire. This is not the same spirit, but a righteous cause demands action. You're not righteous if you don't stand up against wrong. What kind of soldier is it that won't fight? That won't recognize the difference and, and resist? Are we supposed to be soldiers for Christ? That's what we're talking about. Spiritual warfare and soldiers for Christ. Yeah. Well, that just simply means that we, we got to stand against what is wrong. It's not violence to stop with force a violent person who is hurting or threatening to hurt others. That is righteousness. What's the, what's the saying? The only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Is a good guy supposed to just be unarmed and just try to talk him out of it? You're going to talk a madman out of killing you when that's all he's living for? <laughs> it's not the same thing. What if you got a dog and he's got rabies? What do you do with him? He has to be put down. You're going to just turn him loose? Say, we can't do it. To tie him up, to pin him up, to put him down would be cruel and mean. So, that would be, that it'd be mean to do that, but it would be right to let him live and turn him loose on other people? No. Alright. It's a violent it's not a violent spirit that causes men to rise up against evil and put a stop to it. Y'all understand that tonight? It's not a violent spirit that causes people to stand against evil. It, evil is always violent. Always. But if a violent spirit, it is a violent, a violent spirit, if that's the first recourse. Now you listen to me closely. If, to rise up against evil and put a stop to it, that's not violence unless it's the first recourse for us. Good people will only rise up and, and use force as a last resort. And that's what makes the thing bad because it gives the evil time to strengthen and fortify itself and multiply itself. And that's why it ends up being so costly. Good people don't want to fight and they don't want to use force and they don't want to do this. 
They keep hoping and they keep praying and they keep trying to talk them out of it and they keep trying to do them good and trying to convince them to stop and don't be this way until it becomes obvious that there's no other choice. It's either us or them. They're going to kill us. They're going to, they're going to destroy us if we don't stop them. Don't y'all understand that? <laughs> Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor. What were we supposed to do to say, oh, that hurts. Shame on y'all. Wish you hadn't done that. Why'd you do that to us? You didn't have a right to do that. Don't do it again. Please don't do it again. That is not the response they got. Was it? If they hadn't got the response they got, would they have stopped? No. No. Be speaking Japanese now. They were evil. Obviously. The axis of evil <laughs> back then. Now we have it again. Only it's pretty much lopsided this time. It's a whole lot more lopsided than it was before. And even in our own country, we're lopsided. We don't have, even in our own country, our young people, the generations that are right behind us, that are fixing to take the reins, they are for them. They're on their side. You ought to be concerned about that. We're living in a world that's reaching the boiling point with this spirit of violence. Watch yourself. Check your spirit. Be led by the Spirit of God and do not allow this spirit of violence to gain a foothold in your mind and heart. Y'all listening to me now. Listen while I finish this. I mean, it's just a few things I'm going to say, but they're important. Don't allow the prevailing spirit of violence to influence your thinking and perception of what is true and what is not. I'm going to get a little plainer with you. Avoid violent people. Don't hang around them. You got them in your life? You better separate yourself from them. Your children will be violent if they're violent. You'll be violent pretty soon. Corruption precedes violence. Avoid violent influences on your mind and heart. There's something wrong with your soul if you watch movies that have blood and gore and violence in them. Even if you watch news clips, I won't watch them do that stuff. It's there for you to watch. If you want to watch them behead people and gut people and do all that, you can watch them do it. Don't watch it. It is poison to your mind, to your soul. It'll affect you in ways that you are not expecting. Don't watch it. Don't allow that influence of that on your mind and on your soul. Movies and entertainment of any kind where you watch violence and blood and gore and evil things being done to other people. Well, guess what holidays right upon us here when it's all about that? Ain't it? This is the time of year when you're supposed to watch that kind of stuff. We were, me and Rick Agate were visiting, I'm talking about 40 years ago. In, a, in an old dirty trailer up there in Piedmont somewhere and it was people we were there one Thursday night visiting them and they had that movie going on the TV Friday the 13th or something I never watched nothing like that it never but there we were and there it is on the TV and, it, and they wouldn't turn it off and the noise and the gurgling and the it was just m murder and blood and gore it's all it was just one violent thing after another when I was a teenager, about 14 years old, I went to a movie one time in a theater. And, and it was supposed to be a, a PG movie. It had complete nudity in it. It had torture and blood and I, it was horrible. And I didn't have nothing to do with church or anything back then, but man, that really bothered me and affected me. 
Don't watch stuff like that. Do they do that on video games? Do video games have violence and blood and gore in them? We used to shoot prairie dogs. And it was just little cartoony things, but she didn't like that because it was... Oh, but my, my. What do they got now? What do they got now? It's realistic. And it's all about killing. If it ain't killing, it ain't fun. That's what the minds of our young people are being filled with. Maybe some of you here. Filled with that kind of thing. It just, it desensitizes you to it so that And that's the plan of the devil, the scheme of the devils for what's coming. So you'll be easily enlisted. A lot of these guys that do this mass shooting and stuff, that's what they've been doing. They've been doing... I've read about one that had never shot a real gun, but he'd done it on the video game so many times that he could kill with a gun. And to him it wasn't no big deal because all you got to do is just hit... Restart, get get your life back, start all over again. It ain't real death in the in the video game. You start again, you start all over again. It ain't that way in real life. But it it affects your mind. You can laugh about it, you can ignore it, you can scoff, but you're ruining yourself. Video games where you not only watch the violence, but you're participating in it. What is that going to do to you? We're talking about a spirit here. A spirit of violence. And you take yourself into their theater where they and give them full control and, and open all the doors of your mind and heart and soul to them so they can train you and desensitize you and teach you to be a killer. It's wrong. Very wrong. Sports, where violence is the main attraction. Back in Rome, what what were all those big amphitheaters and all that? What was it about? (laughs) Killing. 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 Bloodshed. If there wasn't no blood, it wasn't no fun. That's what their sports came to. Where are we at? Where are we at? Do they really get a bang out of just throwing that ball back and forth now? I mean, does that entertain everybody? No, no. The big things is when somebody gets hurt, break their leg, bust their head, get killed once in a while. That really enlivens the excitement. Races where, I mean, boy, a wreck, a big wreck really makes the race a lot better. More exciting. More entertaining. Yeah. Well, yeah, cage fighting. What's this? M- MMA. MMA, yeah. I mean, bare-fisted, just kill each other. Beat each other to blood. And everybody wants to watch that. I don't. I ain't watching nothing like that. Uh, it's wrong! How can you be a Christian and enjoy anything like that? Anything similar to that? Anything that approaches anything like that? Looks like if the Spirit of God is in you, you would revolt at stuff like that. In anything, games, movies, TV shows, music. What is the music about? Rock music, the kind of music you hear in the store and everywhere you go now. What is the essence of that music? What's the message of the music? Violence. It's Anger and violence. The music says so. You don't recognize it? You're, man, you're desensitized to what I'm talking about tonight. You don't even recognize the evil. What is the lyrics? If you could ever understand them with all these songs, what is the theme of the lyrics? Murder, suicide, hatred, the devil himself, worshiping Satan, yeah. hating God, hating people. Why would anybody listen to it? Let alone somebody that says they're a Christian. How could you? 
The fullness of violence is described in Proverbs. Let me read this. I'll quit. It's getting late. Proverbs 13, verse 11 through 14. I quote this quite often, but there is a generation. This is a cycle. Violence is put down. And there's peace. A measure of peace. And then it starts rising back up again. And it's a cycle. This is the end of the cycle. This is where we're at right now, I believe. There's a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother. This is the same generation in all these verses. There's a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. There is a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth as knives. To devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. That's violence. That is a generation whose signature trait is violence. Devour. Better watch it. Better watch it in yourself. Recognize that spirit in yourself. Avoid it. Run from it. Rebuke it. Flee from it. Don't allow it. Keep your spirit. Don't be like a city whose walls are broken down. city without walls. Broken down. Don't be that way. Put a guard up. Stop allowing the influence of violence in your mind and life. Don't be a part of what's happening in this world. Better start going the other way. The end of it is terrible. Terrible. It's the reason for all of the trouble. People doing violence one to another. They do it because of this violent spirit. This spirit that worketh in the children of disobedience. This is it. This is that violent spirit. Same one that worked in all... All Read through your Bible, the Old Testament, all the way back. All of the trouble. What was the matter with those people that just wouldn't stop? Why do you want to fight when you know you're going to lose even? Why? Why, why do you want to just hurt people and keep something going like... This is, I'll give you the answer here tonight. I believe... That's the answer. Spiritual warfare that we've been talking about so long. This is a major thing. I wish I'd have been able to make it a little clearer. If I'd have had my time to have my mind all together like I wanted, I'd maybe been able to do a better job this year. You better get away from this stuff. The radio's full of it. All the all the talkers, all the everybody, all the people that got a microphone. It's about violence. That's what it's about. Here's what you need. Better get your nose in this book. Better hide his word in your heart. You better fill your soul with it. Amen. Father, thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for the message tonight. It's helped me. I pray that it helped somebody else. It's, it's a message for our time that we're living in. We need to be wise to this matter and, and not be swallowed up in it by seeing and hearing the things we're hearing in this world and seeing. Pray you'd help us. Pray you'd protect these young people and these children from this spirit of violence. Lord, I pray they wouldn't have these influences in their life that bring that just open the door for the devil himself to have control of their spirit and their mind. And my, help us, Lord, please, to put away some of these things that are obviously of the world and of the devil himself. They have no place in our life, in our homes. Please help us, Father, I pray. 
deal with each person here tonight according to your will and according to their need. Give the understanding, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.